Welcome to episode 203 of Soccer Works, where we take a look at how soccer works in the U.S. and around the world. Welcome to this Soccer Works Roundtable series live at the bar of the U.S. Soccer AGM. This is a conversation with Mary and Raymond Daniel. Welcome to Soccer Works with Daniel Workman. This is a, another live edition at the bar of the U.S. Soccer AGM. Actually, this is the probably the last and final episode of our series. We are closing it down late night uh, here at the bar, and I'm here with Mary Daniel. And she is with the Oklahoma uh, Soccer Association. And, and uh, tell, tell us a little bit about your background. How are you involved in soccer uh, as, a, as a mom, uh, you know, in, in, in managing a team? T- tell us about yourself. Okay, so I manage an adult team in the Edmond Soccer Club. Um, we have an adult league. So my husband runs the adult league. And then, um, and he's the vice president of Oklahoma Soccer Association. And then I also have a youth. I, my son plays competitively. So I'm also a soccer mom. So I do both. So, so tell us, uh, because every parent is, is proud of their kid, right? I'm proud of mine. Tell us, tell us, how old is your son? My son is 11. Son's 11. So is he a right footer or left, left footer? He's a right footer. Right footer. What's his favorite uh, position? It's funny because like he's been all over. So like he like originally he gravitated towards de- t- defense, but like he's like holding mid, and like he can play forward too. But like I like him as a holding mid or a defender because like I, I feel like it's too much pressure being a forward because you have to score. <laughs> you do have to score. <laughs> you have to score. <laughs> so so, who is his favorite player? Does he does he have players that he kind of idolizes or looks up to? Yes, Lukaku, Pogba. Um, does he look up to? I mean, like, he loves those guys. Right. Yeah. So is he a Manchester United fan? Oh, he's totally a Manchester United fan. Because I'm I'm hearing Manchester (laughs) United players, and I am just... Full disclosure here, I am absolutely number one FC Barcelona is my favorite club in the world. But in the Premier League, I'm a Liverpool fan. And so when you start quoting Manchester United players at me, I have a very sick feeling in my stomach that we are going down the wrong path. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell a little funny story that I've never told. The first time that um, I was at Eric Winalda's house, I I ran his campaign for president of U.S. soccer last year. So during the campaign, I flew out and um, stayed at his house. And his oldest son, uh, Timmy, uh, was was not home. And so they had me, you know, they put me up in Timmy's bedroom. And I go in, open the door, and he's like, you know, here's Timmy's room. You know, here's where you put all your stuff. And I look, and Timmy's bed and all of his, (laughs) everything on his bed is Manchester United. (laughs) All over the bed. And so I, I, I had not met Timmy at this point. And so I, I thought it was a little weird if a, some stranger left him a note under his pillow. So I didn't do this. But I told him when I met him that this is what I wanted to do, which was I wanted to leave him a note under his pillow. So when he came home, that, that simply just said, you never walk alone. And, 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 and I didn't do it, but we laugh about it to this day. It is, it, it's, it's, it's quite funny. But uh, so I obviously pick up any time you're bringing up Manchester United uh, uh, players uh, or coaches 
anything about the club, being that in, in the Premier League, I do like Liverpool. So you, have, you he's 11. He, he loves Lukaku. He loves Pogba. Um, players that, that have great skill, but they have great um, um, flair as well to their game too that, that, that I, I think is um, underappreciated at times um, for sure. So does he aspire to, because you said he plays competitively, does he aspire to want to, wanna, uh, make a go of it? Like, does he take it real serious or does he just kind of enjoy it right now? It's a combination of both. So like, I mean, like he, he loves the game. He loves to play. And like when he's actually playing in a game, like he takes it seriously. Yeah. Like, I mean, like he's, you know, 11 year old, you know, he's still into Fortnite. I mean, they all play Fortnite at this point, right? Right. (laughs) Except my two boys who hate me because I took it out. (laughs) I said, I'm done. I'm done. No more. No Not more. happening in my house. I'm done. I'm tired of walking in. And you're, you're not only not playing Fortnite anymore, you're not watching YouTube oh, no. of other people playing Fortnite. Yes, that yes. one gets me more than anything. Oh, yes. my gosh. It drives me crazy. So it, it was it, that was horrible. So I, I got rid of that. But, yes, I, I totally get it. So. You guys work in Oklahoma soccer, right? right. Mm-hmm. And you and you and you work um, in in the um, adult space uh, primarily. Is that is that right? Uh, it's a combination of both adult and youth. So my husband coaches. So okay. my husband coaches in the youth. Yes. Okay. And so like so we have we have all the experiences with adults with youth. So like we have it from a from an adult perspective, from a coach's perspective, and then from a parent's perspective. So we have it all. Right. So, um, you, you want to hop on the show for a second? You want to say, hey, I- introduce yourself so everybody All can. Right. Uh, okay, uh, my name is uh, Raymond Daniel. I'm the uh, vice president uh, adult for Oklahoma Soccer Association. So, I basically manage uh, around uh, 12 to 13 leagues in uh, Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma for the adult, for the adult leagues. And I'm also uh, coaching uh, a, the youth youth clubs, competitive uh, academy 2010 boys and competitive boys uh, 2003 and uh, boys uh, 2001. Okay. They, are, they call the Oklahoma Energy FC, which is affiliated with the Energy FC uh, uh, USL Pro Team. So, uh, besides that, I am also run a, an adult league uh, in the club which I coach, uh, the Edmund Soccer Club. We have an adult league, adult league called Edmund Soccer Club. So I've been coaching, and when when he mentioned Barcelona FC Barcelona, I was I'm also coaching in the FC Barcelona camp in Dallas for the last four years. Okay, as an assistant coach, where they they, they bring in the, the coach, summers, in they, the summers, yes, summer, summer camp. So when they bring the coaches from Barcelona to come down there, so I'm one of the assistant coach that helps out, help them out. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. So that's that's so basically day to day our activities are handling adult leagues and uh, running the adult association and then also helping my son and coaching my son as well he plays in a different team which which I don't coach his team because it's better for him to play in a different different team while I'm coaching a different team you right. know because uh, you know how it is sometimes you get conflict. Oh, for sure yeah so so supporting our son and then also uh, uh, you know maintaining the league try to grow the adult league try to have the bridge where the youth players are coming in after graduation from high school or college 
to go into adult leagues. So that's that's our purpose in order to get more players to participate in affiliated leagues such as the adult leagues under USASA. So what are some of the challenges that you're having okay. Okay. in Oklahoma okay. in, in accomplishing that goal? Okay, right now, I would say for me, okay, in terms of leagues, okay, based on, on my league, which I'm handling, first of all, fields, facility, where, where we can have fields uh, to have adult leagues. Because right now, we are under the umbrella of, of, of a uh, youth league, youth uh, club. So the priority is given to the youth clubs. So it's difficult for us. I mean, we, they give us only on a Sunday for us to play to play the adult league. If it rains, games have to be rescheduled. So to, to reschedule is is a challenge because you got most of the time slots are taken taken over by by the youth. So we will try to find a find a time where the you know adult players can come and play. So some players get frustrated because of reschedule kind of stuff. They end up going and playing in that in the in, in the indoor league, which is a, a private league, and and it's not affiliated with the, uh, U.S. soccer at all. Right. So that's how we lose we lose uh, you know we lose players. Right. Because it, 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 they they have short time and it, it, limited time, and they they, they, they they have no time to, to to be rescheduled kind of stuff. They they want things if 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 think games get cancelled quite frequently, they get frustrated and they move on. You okay, so from a women's perspective, here's my frustration. So we had a women's league for about a year in Oklahoma, Edmonds Soccer Club, but then I couldn't get the women to commit, like beyond, like, I mean, they love outdoor. Outdoor is amazing, but then I can't get them to get, you know, further into it, so we only had it for a year. So, like, I manage a men's team. Like, we're co technically we're co-ed, but, like, I have, like, maybe four or five women players in my team, but, like, it's so frustrating to get them just to commit. Like, they'll commit to indoor, but you know to play outdoor I don't know what the difference is you know like we I want them to play outdoor outdoor is great right so the the women's league was that is that an 11 aside league seven aside nine aside so we ended up having to do seven aside because we couldn't we couldn't commit to a full 11 because we couldn't we didn't have the numbers gotcha yeah and and throughout Oklahoma um, are you seeing growth are you seeing decline? Are you seeing stagnation in terms I, of participation? I think growth, but here's, so like from an adult perspective, I would love it if like soccer moms, like I want the soccer moms out there to think that, you know, yes, I can play. Like I want a league that supports like the beginners. Like I'm, you know, like, yes, I want the college players to play. Yes, the people that played formerly in college, that's great. But I also want the soccer moms. Like, let's empower them. Yes, let's go out there and run. This, this is my workout. You know, instead of going to yoga for an hour, I'll go play on the soccer field. You know, run around. Absolutely. Something I talk about a lot on, on the podcast is this, this concept of generational clubs. And you kind of touched on this a second ago. So this idea that you are a, a youth player in a club, as you get older, you stay in the club. And you and you're an adult, and you're playing in adult teams. Uh, you may you may have a first team like you see around the world. You know that is your top team in the club, but you still have other adult teams. You know that that, that you're a member of that club that you're playing. Is is that philosophy or mentality? Is that prevalent in Oklahoma, or or is it more disjointed? Is it kind of like adults over here, youth over here? And, and that's why there's kind of um, a disconnect between maybe some of the soccer moms and some of the other players 
and and staying consistent with with a, a club um, loyalty. Okay, see, right now our the only pro team that we have in Oklahoma City is called uh, uh, Oklahoma Energy FC. They are playing under USL Pro. So recently, they have launched uh, an affiliation with a youth club, Oklahoma FC. So and they've re- uh, renamed that Oklahoma Energy FC. So they those are the that is supposed supposedly to be the a, a feeder team that helps to bring to produce players and then to generate players to go into uh, to play for uh, Oklahoma uh, to to play for Energy FC. Uh, but but this is still at the infant stage right now. So they're still getting players from you know from different clubs or different states or different overseas to play for Energy FC. But that's the goal that they're facing on. But we have a club. I mean, even even like we have our our own club called Sporting OKC, where we have the adult teams that plays, and we also have a youth uh, rack team that plays with uh, within the club. So what this is, this is my my own club, which which I, which I've ever uh, you know kind of established. To kind of mimic how it has been done in Europe, where we have you know, a youth team and a, a feeder team like the reserve team, and we have the the actual first team and we have the masters teams. So that that's that's my my, my vision on, on that. But I only can do so much. I, I have right. only a certain capacity. But in Oklahoma, right now the the, the fashion that where Oklahoma Energy FC is Energy FC is trying to do is is to have an affiliation an academy team. Which hopefully you know it will generate players who will, which will will go go on and play for Energy FC. But we have seen that I've got players who came from our adult league. A couple of players like Cal uh, Okot uh, and kind of stuff. He played in our adult league and he went for tryout for Energy FC. He he, he got signed recently to play in the uh, USL Pro. Even Brian Byers, uh, another player, also played in, uh, in the adult league, and he ended up playing there. So that's a trend. They're trying to do it, but it's, it's a bit. It might take a bit more time to to, to get that, like how it's done in in, in Europe. You know, like right. how, like how they have the feeder team that goes in. You know, like under 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 twenty three and the kind of stuff that goes in, or or like in the reserve team that goes in and the supply players to go. You know, how to play in the in, in the first team, but. This the process is going on right now in in Oklahoma. Fantastic. So, and so I think for men, I think for the men, it's working. I think it's perfect. I mean, it's a perfect model. That you know, you get people, and they're and they're getting them, and then they're going. You know, some of them are going pro, but then and then you got that. You have the continuity. Like men, it's so easy. Like I can't figure it out for women. You know, like how do we get these women to play? You know, men men, it's great. It's got they have a perfect model. Like right. I wouldn't I wouldn't change it. But I don't. I don't know what the answer is for women. Yeah, yeah for for women right now. Recently, they have launched. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not sure if you heard about the uh, WPSL. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, the owner Sean Jones. He's also played played in in, in the adult league back in the days uh, in, in Oklahoma. He he's one of the owners of WPSL, and he has launched this this, this league. Uh, and he's got a team right now in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Which is uh, participating now, but well, as what Mary was saying, that the problem is to, I mean, in, uh, in Tulsa we have women's teams coming in, but in Oklahoma City, it's it's difficult to get players, uh, women players, to play in the adult league, you know, because most of them are going playing indoor. It, it, we we tried that one year, and it's the challenges is that. Uh, 
they want something quick where they can go play, finish, and go home. That's all. They have no time to go, you know, to get things arranged, kind of stuff. So, you know, we, we we're trying to do it, make it make it smaller, like the small small society game, seven v seven or eight v eight. You know, so so the market, I I would say, which might entice them right now, because in region three they have this eight v eight tournament coming up for uh, the region level. So we can tell them, hey guys, okay, this is uh, you know we have a. a, a a regional tournament where you can qualify if you win this with this 8v8 or 7v7 tournament here in your state level and you can the state will subsidize you to go there so that's some kind of incentive you can help to, to do that but we need to get more women players to participate so right now there are some women players that want to play so what in my league in Edmund Soccer Club what, what we do in Division 1 we have you know men's open competitive Division 2 will be more Kind of, kind of co-ed, but it's not, you know, strict co-ed. You can it's a men's open, but you, you have uh, females to play as well, so that you won't prevent them from playing. Let them play, let them enjoy the game, let them participate and play as long they they want to play. So division two is much more purely rack, so it's not a competitive. So everyone can, can play and enjoy the game, right? So hopefully with that growth, we you know we have more participation, more interest. We can try a set up, set up a, a specific women's league as well. So that, that that's the plan. That's the goal in, in, in Oklahoma City. Which I hope it might be a, a pie in the sky, but I, I hope it, it it'll work soon because it works in in Dallas, in Texas, everywhere it works fine. In Oklahoma, it, it used to work before, but I don't know. But indoor soccer, which is private, has taken away quite a bit of, of our players. Of your players, so. Looking at the women's game, let's, let's stay there for a second. Do you think that part of the struggle to grow that or maintain that interest, have you heard any feedback that it's, that it's admi administration frustrations, like it's too complicated to figure out scheduling or field access or, you know, that kind of thing? Or, or is it weather? Is it... You know, consistency in terms of, um, you know, the scheduling of games. Have you heard any kind of feedback that would kind of give you some pointers? Um, you know, I mean, a little bit of administration, but really, honestly, I think it's it's a, it's the it's the idea of like, so you've got this generational gap. So like, you've got like the soccer moms, and so like, like they're beginners, and so they just want to go out there and get exercise. And you've got the competitive players that like you know play in college. And so that's the issue is you've got these, you know, like the soccer moms don't want to go get, you know, a play against somebody who's played college ball. But like for the men, it works. Like for men, like they don't care. Like, I, I you know, and I can't, I can't figure out the model. I mean, because you, you can have this continuous, it doesn't matter for men. Like it, it can, doesn't, they can play. They can, you know, it doesn't matter how good they are. I mean, they're just always playing. But like you, you always find men players or male players. But like for women, it's like there's this, and maybe there's this like this um, uncertainty. Like oh, like I'm not good enough to be on the field. No, you're good enough. It doesn't matter. So you missed the pass. It's okay. You're just trying. You know, like I and, and that's the kind of way like I I manage the team. Like you know, the team that I play with. Like. I just want you to try. It doesn't matter if you pass or not pass. Hey, if we, if we win, great. But, like, I, I realize that not every team is like that. Like, they right. want to win. Right. It, would the answer or, or a possible answer, maybe a solution, be 
doing similar to what you're doing on the men's side where you have the open division and then you have more of the kind of rec division? Do you think you could drum up enough support to say, okay, we're going to have a competitive or an open division for women and then we're going to have more of the rec that maybe some of those soccer moms who don't have the you know, CV of, of playing in college um, but would, would then play in that league because they're not feeling threatened or intimidated. Have you, have you thought about doing something like that? I see, I mean, we've thought about that, but we, it's the numbers. We've um, got to get the people to commit. That's, it's, the, it's a numbers game. That's the problem. Like, they're so, like, indoor, they can have two divisions. But outdoor, like, the, everyone says, oh, I love the outdoor game. But then to actually get them to sign up and play, that's, I mean, I would love to have two divisions. I would, an outdoor. It would be great. Would, um, so I, I, I don't know how much you guys are aware. Cal South, adult, the uh, adult side of Cal South, created a state cup where it was a winner-take-all pot. And so in the men's open division, I believe this year it's a $32,000 prize. So have you thought about creating a, a cup competition? Maybe it's not a league to begin with, but maybe it's an you know, state-organized cup competition that says, put together your, your women's team, here's the entry fee, it's, you know, 500 bucks or whatever, and then it's a winner-take-all type of pot to try to drum up some interest in the game there in, in Oklahoma City. Well, uh, we, okay, from the state, state level, we do organize uh, the state cup every year. I think it's been there for the last 10, 15 years, State Cup. So we have different division, men's open, men's uh, over 30, men's division one, division two kind of stuff. And we, women's as well, we, we do that. So for that, uh, actually uh, for Oklahoma, we're having it uh, in, on April 13 and 14 this year in, in Oklahoma City. So where all the champions from each uh, league will, will, will participate and any, and, and, and basically, and it's, it's basically open to any team that, that they want to compete. But for the champions, we give some subsidy, like half price for them to compete, so that so that entice them to come and play. So last year we had it in Tulsa, and we had maybe like four women's teams. I think most of two of them from Tulsa and another two in a, a, a different part of Oklahoma. One in Guyman and maybe one in Oklahoma City that they participated. So we, we, we do that, we do that, and then, and then the winner of that, we give, we, from the state, we have some allocation, some subsidy to give them to compete in the regional. So we do, we do, do, we do give some, some kind of incentive, uh, but none of the team has taken that interest to, because you know, it's kind of expensive, you know, to, to travel, kind of stuff. Uh, so we do that, we, we, do, we do a state cup kind of, Deal. It's been it's been going 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 around for like last 10, 15 years. But they have they have teams that have taken advantage of that and won and and to use that money and then and proceed and played in the uh, region three uh, uh, amateur cup. They've done that. Do you have in Oklahoma a state league, a statewide league, or is it just more local leagues with a statewide cup? Yeah, it's mo- mostly a local league. And then, and once a year, we have the uh, state cup. 
Okay. So the um, the scene in Oklahoma is, uh, would you describe it as growing? Is it kind of consistent? Is it stagnating? What, what do you think that kind of where it, the sport itself, right? So U.S. soccer has set for itself this vision to make soccer the preeminent sport in America. And um, I, I, I talk regularly on, on my podcast that, um, and I've talked about it on, on several of these episodes, how I, I don't like that as the goal for U.S. soccer. Not that it's a bad goal. Um, I just, I like the idea of, of striving for the moon, right? So I would love for U.S. soccer to be even bolder with the goal of becoming the greatest soccer country on earth, right? And, and, if, and if that was my goal, obviously soccer then as a byproduct is going to become the preeminent sport in America because we've, we've reached that height, right? So in, in looking at Oklahoma, do you sense a, a level of passion for the game? Is it, or is it something that's kind of still growing? How would you, how would you look at that? I think it's growing. I think, I think there's potential. So like, so like, like is our family, like we're very passionate about the game. And so like, we're watching like all the leagues, Premier League, like we watch everything. Like, you know, (laughs) we watch, you know, like, you know, Mexican League and we don't speak Spanish, but like we'll watch it because it's good soccer. Right. You know, but I, I think, and but we're, we're, we're unique in that, but like, but I think it's growing and like, and I see this like from, in terms of like football, you know, American football. So like my son, my son has the size and the athleticism to play American football and like he gets it all the time. He gets recruited. I mean, like, you know, from all over the place. Like we'll be in Walmart and like people are like, oh, do you play soccer? Yeah. Or do you play football? I'm like, and it's just like, oh, you know, like no football. But like, I, so I think, I think it's growing in Oklahoma. And I think that there are people that, you know, that are natural athletes that are gravitating towards soccer instead of football or basketball and of course we have the thunder so like people all you know have this dream of like oh i'm gonna be nba but like so i think i think there's growth in oklahoma and i think it's growing um i don't know i don't you know it's it's an interest it's interesting to see the youth you know but like in terms of like you know getting it to grow i mean like if people i mean like people watch soccer but like they don't watch it all like we do like we're we're soccer crazy right yeah. yeah, that's that's definitely my family as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I did notice that. Because we were in Oklahoma, and then we moved to Kansas City for six years, from 2006 to 2013. And then, sorry, from 2006 to 2011. So when we came back to Oklahoma City, we saw the difference. I mean, they were they were like a soccer park established. There were groups of people watching soccer in, on a Sunday morning or Saturday morning, kind of stuff, which... I've not seen that before, you know. So I see that you know some people are there, and then with the Energy FC uh, USL Pro team coming in, you know, the more fans over there, so that's a growth. People are getting more interested, kind of stuff. We've seen, you know, more people talking about EPL, talking about La Liga, you know, all this, all of the new, new, new leagues and all the stuff. So the younger generation who used to play, uh, uh, growing, becoming adult, and they are getting influenced, you know, getting all the passion in, into the game, kind of stuff. 
So there is a growth. There it is, of course, it's just coming up, you know. And then with the World Cup coming up in 2026, it will be more interest will be generated, you know, with that in, in Oklahoma. But over the years, I've seen a steady growth. Because when I first came here to Oklahoma back in 1993, there's only one channel of TV, new sport that shows soccer. That's all. So that's how I had to wake up early in the morning to watch only one. It's called new sports. And, then, and back in 1994, I was at the World Cup. I saw a match in, in Dallas, uh, Brazil versus uh, uh, Holland. And then I flew down. I was a college kid at the time. I flew down to, to uh, Pasadena to watch uh, Brazil versus Sweden, you know. So in the final, Brazil versus Italy. So it's only three of us watching, watching the game in that house. And after that, nobody cares about who won. I mean, no, 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 no one knew because I was passionate about the game. I grew up watching World Cup since 1978 when I, in, in Argentina back in the day, you know, when Mario Campes was playing for Argentina back in the days. So I, the passion was there. So when it came to Oklahoma, it, it was not, and the, nobody knew, I mean, no, no, no one really had interest in soccer. But now you can see, you know, from the last World Cup, people are wearing jerseys, Lukaku, you know, all his players. You can see that, you know, the passion is there. People are more, they have noticed more about this game and kind of stuff. People are you know, getting, getting more interest kind of stuff. So now what I feel is that we need to get more players to be involved in an affiliated league where we are here to support the U.S. soccer. You know what I'm saying? Support. Support. We're playing in, a, in a, an organized league where, you know, a, a proper channel where it, you know, it can enhance the growth of U.S. soccer, which benefits back to all the youth players as well. Right. So how do you get more unaffiliated teams or leagues to you know, affiliate with Oklahoma um, Adult Soccer Association, um, and, and in in so forth, doing the uh, you're now associated with U.S. Soccer, right? Because you're your association member. So, how, what's that process? What, what are you guys trying to do in terms of bridging that gap? So, I mean, that, and that's a, that's a great question because it's difficult. Because in Oklahoma, so we have a separate Hispanic league. And, like, we try to get them in as, as adults. But, like, they're on their own. And they're not affiliated with any anything. And then for the youth, we have the split. We have U.S. soccer and we have U.S. club. And so it, it hurts our youth. I'm, I'm not saying that whether, you know, I'm not saying U.S. club is right or wrong I mean I understand the reasons for them wanting to go I mean I totally get that but like but it hurts our youth you know there's this big split now so like like <laughs> literally like we went to a tournament in Plano Texas three hours spent all this money ended up in, in the final and we ended up playing uh, Oklahoma team from Norman which was a U.S. club team, and you US guys were club. U.S. youth. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I'm like, why can't we just be in the league together? Why can't we just be playing together? And it was a great game. It was great competition for our boys. You know. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, and for the adult, um, for some of the unaffiliated leagues, you know, the Hispanic league and kind of stuff, you know, we tried. We tried them. We tried to bring them over, kind of stuff. You know, the the the, the, the that things that the. the I would say the the main the main barrier is is facility. We need a facility where we can count on, where we can can bring teams to come and play. We cannot be depending on a youth facility where you know based on the youth 
discretion whether we can play or not kind of stuff depending on the you know, on the availability of the fields so if we, we can get a, 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 a de dedicated field for adults then we can bring the teams easily because the, these players they come they pay the dues they want to be when, when, they, when there's a scheduled game to play they, they want, want to be there to be played Right to play game. They, they don't want to, to games to be cancelled because referees not there, or it's rain kind of stuff. They they want to come there to play because if if too many cancellation, they said, I'm not going to waste my time over here. I'll just go go play indoor soccer. It's much right. more easier. Right. So so that my, I feel over the years we need a, a dedicated facility or a place where we can organize this game without any interruption. There'll be some interruption, but minor interruption is okay, but not consistent interruption. Right. Yeah, because these guys are working working folks. You know, parents, moms, you know, they're working. They have no time to go, uh, come on a Sunday. Get the, so I've got teams traveling two hours. They're going to be driving two hours, come here, and the game's canceled. You know, so so we need something It's consistent where we can give back to the players. So that's that's the main barrier. I would say there are many other factors here, here and there, but the main thing is the facility. You need to have a facility where it, it is there for players to come and play. And do the unaffiliated leagues now have access to facilities? Yes, they are. They have right now, but it is run by a private uh, uh, owner that runs that, and the condition is horrible. It's not really good. You know, so he's basically taking advantage of the players, and the main thing the players are not insured. So if they get injured or they're in stuff, there's no coverage for them. Right. So, so we have, you know, we have informed them about what 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 what, what the benefit they have if they come with us, but we cannot. The problem is we don't have a proper consistent facility where they, they can come and play to offer them offer them that right to to, to come over. So as you as you look at the state of of soccer in Oklahoma, and you kind of peer into the future, let's say two, three, four, five years from now, what do you want Oklahoma soccer, especially on the adult side, to look like? What's the dream? The dream for. Adults would be, you know, like I don't know that we need necessarily need a like a women's league, but like I would like more women playing, and so like I just want them to be comfortable being on the field. Like, that's all I want. Like it's okay if you've never played before, you've never touched the ball. It's fine. It's totally fine. So like I played in this indoor team, and like and that was what we our philosophy. Like we would take anybody. We would take college players. We would take like you know beginners. So like we had like ladies on the field that had never touched the ball before and like I want them to comfortable to be on the field to play that's what I want like and so like whether that's in a women's league or whether that's in a co-ed league or whether it's in a lower you know lower division men's league I mean that's what I want like I just want them it's so much fun out there you know like running and playing and touching the ball and you know and like sometimes you make a mistake and sometimes you do the right thing you know that's what I want right. that's my dream yeah. how about for you what, what is your dream? Looking my, ahead, two, three, four, five years. Uh, my what, dream. What, what would soccer look like in Oklahoma? I just wish. I mean, soccer for me, I would say is it's for me is a game for life. Game for life. You know, it, it lets 
players from any age range to play. You know, that's why we have the Veterans Cup, uh, the, uh, the, what, the, what is that, the uh, Soccer Fest, Adult Soccer where we have men over 75, men over 60, at any age, they must be able to play. You know, so, you know, so I, I personally think, I think we need an avenue where the adults can come and play. You know, they can register without any without any problem. They can pay the pay the dues, come in there as referees, the team to play kind of stuff. And there'll be avenue for them as well to play as a rack, a non-competitive, and also a, a competitive level. So don't forget that. Through the adult league, they'll, it's, also, it's also like a second chance, a second chance league for players who did not get the opportunity to, to, to get drafted into an, uh, to a pro league kind of stuff. This is a second chance. Because I've seen a couple of players, Adam Black, and uh, who, who, who after college, they came play in the adult league, they kind of helped them out, and then they got signed a contract to play in USL Pro. So, the, so players who want to play better, who want to compete, they have the avenue for them to play in the State Cup, and then go to regional, and then go to US Open Cup, and, you know, and, and proceed. Right. Or, or go for you know use the adult league to enhance you know their 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 playing skills kind of stuff and then go for tryout to a different pro team and then go and also and also give an opportunity for players who wants to just to play. Oh, 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 I have to tell Raymond's success story. So Raymond Raymond doesn't like he doesn't brag about himself. So Raymond's a coach. So like so he had this adult team and so like there is literally a guy that was on his team he was he was the goalkeeper and like he was like out there like just kind of you know like professionally was like working at Walgreens just kind of floundering and so like he started playing you know I mean he played soccer I mean he was good he was competitive he played as goalkeeper he ended up getting a scholarship to go to college like oh, he wow. got a college scholarship through the adult league and like he doesn't brag on it like Raymond doesn't brag on that enough like I mean he coached him to like and like he's like he's playing College level, right? Because he played, because he played adult league with Raymond, and he coached him too. And I mean, for me, for me, it's not all about me. It's just because I'm passionate about the game. Right. It's just passion. I love the game, and I love the game. I want people to be playing the game. You know, I know the game, and I'm not the best. I know I'm not the best coach, kind of, but the passion is there for the game. So if if there's any way I can help to grow the league. Regardless of youth or adult, I mean, we are there to help. So, anything that we can help, if there's an avenue for anyone to get a second chance to improve themselves, so be it. Use whatever facility we have for them to go. So, our, as I say, if we can get a good facility where we have a consistent access to the fields, referees, you know, and locations, I mean, I'm talking from from from, from my side, from from the Edmund where where, where I, I'm running, but you know, in Tulsa might 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 be might be a bit different, or Lawton might be a bit different. But from what I see, that if they have an access for them to come and play, that that's it. For them, they they will come. You build them a nice facility, players will come. That's a- it. Absolutely. So looking, um, so we, we, we talked about Oklahoma soccer. And we'll, we'll, if you could dream a dream, what would it look like in a few years? If you, if you look at the country, right? So we, the men missed the 2018 World Cup and a lot of conversation about that over the last 18 months um, or, or a little less than 18 months. We, we, we have 
um, finished this year's AGM. You know, this is the, the last night. And we're looking, we're looking ahead. We're looking f- forward into the future, U.S. soccer at large, the, the entire federation. If you were, you know, king and queen of U.S. soccer for a day, what is the one thing or, or a couple things that you would, would want to implement to grow the game in America? So I think, okay, so um, number one, I would think that, I mean, like, so there's a lot of emphasis on Development Academy, but, like, there are some states, like, okay, so for Oklahoma, we don't have a male Development Academy. We have female Development Academy, but we don't have male. So just because, like, we don't have male, then then there's no call-ups on the, on the male side for the national team. Like, I think that, I mean, we have to look beyond that. Like, we've got to look at, like, pure talent like who is a good player in our country like who who it doesn't matter if you have a development academy or not like if you're from south dakota vermont wherever i mean if you don't have a development academy it doesn't matter like you should still get to play for the national team if you're if you purely have the talent i mean it should be that's a no-brainer so there's that and then number two i think it's just this idea of like just encouraging people to play soccer I mean, you know, like, it's a great game. I love it. You know, our whole family loves it. And just getting out there and just, like, you know, like, using this idea that we're going to be playing the World Cup in 2026. Like, let's, you know, capitalize on that. Let's get out there. You know, there are so many places out there, you know, the inner city, the rural areas. And then, I mean, that you know, just different areas, you know, Hispanic League, you know, all, all of that stuff. Just getting them. I mean, yeah, there's so many little pockets here, like that we we're just not tapping into. Right. How about you? Well, um, I think uh, first of all, we might have to look look around around the world. Okay. Take 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 uh, for example, Japan. See, back in the days, Japan. I mean, in soccer, they were not that really good. You know, they Malaysia used to beat beat Japan. You know, Thailand used to beat Japan kind of stuff. But over the years, he's from Malaysia. So yes, I, I remember because back in the days, I mean, Japan and South Korea, they they were not doing that well. But this past World Cup, I mean, they have gone to the quarterfinals. I mean, you see what difference? What 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 are they doing? A small country. What are they doing? You know, making it, uh, producing a much better players who are playing in Bundesliga, who are playing in EPL. Can I say why 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 are they so 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 you know so advanced? Compared to us, so it's something that we can we can learn from there. How how are they uh, you know uh, producing? How 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 they are running the, the grassroots program? How they are pr- producing much much better players at the younger age itself? You know, and then what? Why are they doing so so better? I mean, they are they are an Asian country, right? You know, how how are they advancing? Yeah, so that is something we can learn from them as well. See what what what, what are they doing better? Compared to this, we we I mean, I mean we one of the best best country in the world. Why why are we not doing like like, like other countries? Like even Croatia, a small country, a small. They are the final of the World Cup. Why are they different? What what are we missing? What are the key elements are we missing on that? So we we got to we, we got more deeper deeper thinking of that. And I've been I've noticed that you know. There's, there's, there's some some concepts, some ideas, some issues. I mean, not issues. Some 
statement been made about uh, pay to play pay to play it's kind of you know you are you're missing some good talents uh, players who are supposed to be able to play uh, in a different level you, we we are, we are losing the, those better players by, by having these pay to play systems right so how can we improve that how can we how can we tap in who who with players who are underserved how do we get these players underserved players into the program so that's where you know the federation or the government itself the government itself need to get in to help to to to, to boost up this, this this soccer program itself and also second and the third thing is that you know we have other sports which which provides more incentive more pay compared to soccer you know so so many good we are, we are losing many good athletes good athletes are going to different sports in the inter soccer so so they miss the first sport the second sport so they come okay okay i'm i'm not able to play that i'll play soccer so so we we got to change the mindset so the players know okay i'm coming up all right i i've got goal here this league the the, the soccer league is, is going to be good mls league is going to be better for me i'll get more 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 incentive to 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 play soccer right in the future so we need to you need to do that is 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 a long i mean i don't have the 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 proper answer for that but you know but there's a lot of work to to be done there's no shortcut but you got to start soon start quick because we have the facility we have the resources but we need to find out here and that this bandaid solution here and there by getting players you know from american born players from from a different country can say it, it won't be for a while but it's going to start from grassroots and it's going to start and it's going to be changes has been made from from top to, to, to the bottom itself that makes total sense well guys thanks for coming on the show and and being the the last guest on Soccer Works Live at the Bar from the U.S. Soccer AGM. And we look forward to, to reaching out, having you back on the show here in the near future. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. Appreciate that. Thanks for listening to this Soccer Works Roundtable series live at the bar of the U.S. Soccer AGM. This has been a conversation with Mary and Raymond Daniel. I'd like to thank Mary and Raymond for coming on the show. As always, you can learn more about SoccerWorks by visiting wrk.mn forward slash SoccerWorks. Until next time.